ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. So, Norman, I wonder how far away your closest skin clinic is because I checked and there are four between my home and the ABC Brisbane office and one of them is like a 10-minute walk from where I'm sitting right now. I'm guessing it would be similar for you, right? Yeah, and there's a lot of these entrepreneurial clinics opening up as well, so GPs specialising in skin cancer care. Well, that is not the case for the people that I've been speaking to this week. People who live in the far north of Queensland, the state that has the dim distinction of having the highest rate of skin cancer in the world, but perversely, that doesn't mean that skin cancer screening and treatment is easy to access. One of the people I've been chatting to is David Henriksen. He is a cattle grazier in Croydon in northwest Queensland, uh, and he regularly makes the full day drive east to Cairns for skin checkups. Working in the heat with fair skins, you have to keep on top of any problems that may come about. It's a day's drive at 680 kilometres. Yeah, you do have to make sure there's other jobs you can do while you're down there. But yeah, the skin check is what we go there for. Our appointments are booked like every six months. So the issue is if you can't make an appointment because of work, you can't get away from the station and you cancel that appointment, it's not as though you can just come down next week. Yeah, you might have to wait months again to be able to get in to um, see the specialist. No melanomas, but there's always getting something either tested or, or burnt out. Yeah, it's a bit hard to put a number on it, but every time we go down there, there's always, yeah, it could be up to half a dozen of, yeah, scaly bits or any bits of concern that are burnt out. We've got access to local GPs or the flying doctor where, um, like, not, not all the towns, small towns have got, a GP um, in the town, so they rely on the flying doctor. But if you had um, a specialist setting something up to do a road trip, it's not just for the people that already get their skin checks done. It's for the people that don't. There's a, a lot of people that um, just keep brushing it aside and don't go and get their checks. Like if it's in their town, a lot more people would go and utilise that service. People only get those sort of things done, you know, if they've got time when they go away. Like animals on the station to look after and have someone around the homestead to be able to get away and hear yeah, the cost of fuel now and your accommodation you have to spend a night away and then come back the next day so yeah it's all a big cost. Sarah Pye lives even further north than David in Weeper which is right towards the tip of the Cape York Peninsula uh, which is Queensland's pointy bit. She's roughly the same distance from Port Moresby as she is from Cairns, but her father-in-law Stephen has been making very regular expeditions south since he was diagnosed with melanoma and a few dozen other skin cancers a couple of years ago. It was having to fly out just to even get the checkup. Then it was being told that he had a melanoma and then having to go back. They come back home, fulfill his work life and home life obligations, but then have to have that interrupted and then fly back away from his home life and then have to have that procedure. He put in a position where he's not working, he's having to cover his own accommodation and go through that mental procedure that happen when you find out that you've got something as significant as melanoma and you're having to deal with it all the way from home. Time-wise, we're looking at a 10-hour drive. That's if the road conditions are okay and our road conditions on the way to Weeper aren't the best. They have to go down every time a concerning one comes up. And it's a matter of waiting months, you know, for a few of them to accumulate to make it work going down. Because if you're going down for just one at a time, the expense of it all just starts accumulating. You know, our lifestyle, nearly every household has a buggy or a quad or, 
you know, a boat and we don't have big fancy shopping centers, but what we have is we have wholesome outdoor experiences. And yes, sun safety is considered, but, you know, we're at the tip of Australia. The enjoyment of being outside and we don't want to be deterred away and go, oh, can't go outside because we've got no access to skin facilities. So that's Sarah's story. Uh, what about solutions here? Because presumably there are some like telehealth or video health or something like that. There absolutely are. I, I think telehealth and digital health, it's interesting. Actually, one of the doctors who's keen to be part of the solution is Vin Rajaswaran, and he is piloting some of that stuff. But he says the hundreds of patients on his books from hundreds of kilometres away, it's not always a tech solution. Sometimes you really do have to see someone in person. And for a small organisation, we found around 560 melanomas in 24 months between January 2022 to December 2023. And that is a lot of melanomas to be found in a small countryside city, right? So the, the scale of the issue is that we look at 1,600 patient visits a week here in my clinic. And we could do more if I had the resources. However, that's what we're looking at, at so, least in Cairns. So you're in Cairns? but you're servicing yes. a, a much bigger area than that. So we have almost the whole of far north Queensland, patients coming from as north as Weeper, Corumba, Normanton in the northwest, south will be Cardwell, and 30% to 35% of my patient load would be from the Cassidy Coast to the Tablelands. So that's an hour and a half drive each way, minimum. It goes without saying that far north Queensland's pretty sunny. People spend a lot of their time outside. And then if there is a delay or, or real barriers in getting to a specialist, are you seeing people when their cancers are perhaps more progressed than they would have been if they'd been able to see someone more quickly? Yes and no. So the awareness I used to when I first came to Cairns, we used to see nightmares where uh, there'd be fungating big lesions that has been left for years because they couldn't access medical care. But luckily, we don't see that very often because most of the times people just travel and get it checked at by us. So we don't see those advanced cases as much as we used to. But still, what worries me as an individual is the amount of travel, say, a 75-year-old has to do just to get a spot checked. And two hours each way is a long drive for a 75-year-old. So you're the Vice President of the Skin Cancer College of Australasia. How does your experience echo what you're hearing from your colleagues in other parts of Australia? It's the same issue in the bigger states. So I don't see that as an issue, say, in a state like Victoria, because it's a fairly smallish thing. But there's huge shortages in Western Australia. When I say shortages, not in the bigger cities like Perth, but it's more rural and regional cities or towns. Same issue in, say, for example, Point Macquarie. Uh, I've got a friend in Point Macquarie who's going through the same issue. Same with Northern Territory and South Australia. So the same barriers we are facing here is faced by a number of my colleagues who work in remote areas. So what are you calling for then? Well, I'm calling for the government to come and talk to doctors like me and just find out what the actual issue is and then work on a solution that benefits grassroots doctors and patients rather than just coming up with broad policies. You can't have one-size-fits-all solutions that you apply to Melbourne CBD and WIPA. We need to have specific region-based solutions and people like me can give guidance on what's required and what my patients want. 
and I think it has to be more region-based solutions. And it's not all about funding. It's not so much about pay the doctor more and they'll go, but I personally don't have a place to go to if I wanted to go to Mount Isa or Vipa. So we need to work on places that doctors can base themselves in these regional remote towns as well. And for people who are living in regional areas, like what's your sort of message to them if they are worried about a dodgy looking mole or something like that? I think the first point of call would be the local GP. If they have a GP in their town, it has to be checked one way or another. So we're now working on some remote imaging access where we actually mail a um, scope to the patient that attaches to more smartphones and then they can take quite detailed image and they can email it to us. But still in the preliminary kind of trial phase, but we should be able to provide it to the patients the next few months. That's pretty cool. I think so. There is a trial going on. The University of Queensland and University of Sydney are working on it. So once we uh, get that approved by TGA, I think that'll change the way we do medicine as well. Yeah, I'll have to get you back to talk about that. I guess the question I kind of wanted to know is like, why do you care so much? Like, you could you just could kick back in cans and rake in money from people who are coming to you anyway? Like, why is it so important to you to, to go out to these regional places? It's my passion on providing access. I mean, the skin cancer is a bit of a passion because I lost my mother to breast cancer. And having, uh, she was in India and it was a nightmare trying to get her access to good quality care. And uh, my father ended up selling a lot of his possessions just to afford to um, get her some treatment and obviously it didn't work. But the passion to rural regional thing is sitting here, it's frustrating because I have contacts with all the universities and every single clinical trial I knew technology that comes up goes to the cities. How many of these fancy new machines do you see in towns like Hans or Townsville? You don't. And that's what upsets me. So yeah, that's pretty much what I've formed as a passion is to get access to remote people. You know, one of the issues here is that uh, you treat the skin cancer in hospitals sometimes, not always, um, but the healthcare system doesn't control general practice. Right. And that's where at least the first line of defence against skin cancer is often given. And so the Queensland government is aware that this is a challenge here and is actually currently running a skin cancer prevention and early detection project. A big part of its remit is primary prevention, that sort of slip, slop, slap message. But of course, screening and treatment has to be part of the mix. And one of the organisations that's providing this side of this is called Checkup. And I've been speaking to Marianne Quilter, who manages the Skin Cancer Program. In terms of the Skin Cancer Early Detection Program, what we are doing is contracting GPs with qualifications in skin cancer medicine uh, and our experience in that area to travel to rural and locations to deliver clinics to patients in those areas. So they will do full body skin checks as well as any treatments. So things such as biopsies, excisions, they then obviously send off all those um, tests and follow up on the results post-visit. Um, we're also delivering a number of upskilling workshops for GPs, which have been really popular in regional areas. Lots of demand from GPs for this upskilling. It's a really 
cost-effective way to support the uh, workforce in these rural and remote communities which are already at capacity and also providing that service to patients. In terms of cost-effectiveness, I think it's a really great way to upskill local health providers and ensure that people who are living in those communities, and many of them are outdoor workers, particularly in rural communities and at high risk of skin cancer, that they are being assessed and treated for skin cancer. And where are you currently operating? This program is funded to target five hospital and health service regions. So we're going into Mackay, Townsville, Central Queensland, the southwest and northwest Queensland not yet the far north. Uh, It is a pilot program. We are hoping that potentially there'll be further funding. There's definitely demand in, uh, I would say, all regions across um, Queensland and particularly in those more remote locations. So it is great that that pilot program is running, but unfortunately for people like David Henriksen and Sarah and her father-in-law, Stephen Pye, the service isn't operating as far north as them yet. There's no access to that sort of basic care or vans that come up here and do like a community, hey, come get your skincare check. Like there's no access to that. You have to source out your own funding, source out your own resources and where you can actually have something done about it. Everyone is in agreement. We're very limited to that basic care. So that's Sarah Pye, who lives in Weeper, right up the tippy top of Queensland, Norman. Yeah, and Checkup's actually a really interesting organisation. It's nothing to do with skin checkups. It's actually an organisation unique to Queensland, which brings together all the elements of the healthcare system trying to get them to work together. I think other states could learn from that. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.